0: Right rug flooring.
2: excited to be here today with my friend Lisa Tucker Cummins.
3: I'm happy to be here with my friend Caroline Cutbirth Hobby. (laughs) I I got the middle name. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's up? Oh, a lot. You know, um, I am currently Launching a company with my husband. <laughs> How's that going? Y'all started so much over the pandemic. Yes. You guys so went much.
2: hard over the pandemic.
3: We did. You know,
2: we moved from LA to Nashville. And how was that? Because um, you were in the great migration from oh yeah. California to Nashville. It was It's madness. literally like people in the old days would have been in wagons with their <laughs> mules just coming our way. I mean, literally, I feel like the whole, all of California migrated. It. I feel like
3: they did. Um, but I still like had no friends when I got here. So I don't know how that happened. But um, yeah, we did it with our two year old at the time and like a six week old puppy Golden Retriever, it was madness. Um, but we drove across the country with them and And how was that? It was beautiful.
2: Was it like the great adventure?
3: It was crazy because you know at the time like everyone was still so afraid and nobody knew what was happening. Um, but it was it was an adventure. It really was, and we sang so much. Y'all are a music. musical family. Ryan too, right? You know, he did not have music growing up, like really in his house. But he sings all the time. He loves it. Like before we had kids, like he would sing about make make up songs about anything and everything, food, getting into the car, washing our face at night. Like he's just singing. He just sings. You have a joyful house. He makes it so joyful. And then once we had kids, music makes it joyful, too. Oh, my gosh. It really does. I think music like we always say, like music is this ancient technology that like can be harnessed for so many things. Mm. It helps you remember things. Truly. Um, Like it's great at like reminding you to do things. Yes. It's um, how we
2: connect. You can connect through emotion. You can drive a life lesson home. Oh my
3: gosh. Like y'all's
2: album you made, Mm. Rufus and B. I mean, driving life lessons home for children. It's truly, it can like impact so quickly and effectively. It
3: is so powerful. It is so powerful. And when we first started you know these songs we never had the intention of recording them or making this album or starting this company but it was after you know a couple years of this just being in our family and these songs just being a part of our everyday life and I remember I was doing I was doing a project with our oldest um he was five now Alden and we were doing a project and I messed something up and I was like a little frustrated and I remember him singing one of our songs back to us. And I was like, oh, like, okay. He's not just like listening to these songs. He is like internalizing them. Applying them in the correct feeling. Applying them. It was, it was mind-blowing and it was like, okay, so this is kind of a thing. Maybe this can like be helpful to other people. And so we decided to create all of these characters to kind of cement the lessons because I mean you know as a parent like if you are asking your child like if you're talking to Sunny and you're asking her to talk about how she's feeling about a particular thing yes. it can be
2: hard yes
3: and I mean it's hard for adults to yes. like have that pressure on them to to express their feelings in a, in a in like a given moment and so the characters really help kids have these conversations without feeling the pressure of being the center of mm. it
2: I mean I still like you said I still have trouble getting my full feelings out and not being not associating my entire existence with a feeling you know it's like it's even as adults we weren't taught that at least it wasn't mainstream back in the day for sure mental health faux show was not mainstream back in the day you know everything was tucked and stuffed and just move on and work hard and put your head up and everyone's doing the best they can don't cry get over that feeling and move on yes just stuff it and it will van it will magically disappear exactly wrong exactly it just is it just festers inside of you and creates these core memories that you come back to when you get triggered and you do totally. the same behavior and you obsess about it <laughs> i'm not speaking from experience <laughs> here can you tell <laughs> girl you're not alone like but it's to learn that as a kid and that's are, what y'all are doing you're just like let me teach you that you are not your full feeling as a kid right totally. let me explain to you what it is and how to identify it and totally. work with it and not like freak freak out so tell me about the characters who are I, they i mean like Like, to what you
3: just said, like, these are like muscles as important as like flexing as your physical muscles. You know, these muscles need to be flexed in this early, early childhood development stage. And they're the things we're most scared of. So we want to run from them. Totally. And like we, my husband and I, like, we are not like, we don't have it figured out. You know, we don't claim to. But at the same time, like, these are things that we feel like we need to hear now. Yeah. And so we want to share those with our kids for them so that they can start
2: flexing those muscles now so they don't have to do years of undoing all the things they learned. Totally. they can just start with the right knowledge totally. so then you don't have to do therapy the whole first half of your life <laughs> you know right. that's right that's i love right. that and god yeah. bless everyone everyone's doing the best they can but no one had the tools right. that's why i literally am so appreciative of to you guys and when people come out with tools and books that have tools in them so we all can just like skip this very messy part in the middle where we mess ourselves up or we mess our kids up it's all accidental right let's go and get some core good
3: foundation definitely definitely and they're really like these these books our first book will come out in the spring and you know all, every song on the album pairs with a book this and is a lot of
2: work it's oh my gosh. That did a lot of work it's and you have like animated pictures that are (laughs) is there like videos to go with it too there there
3: will be there will be um yeah it's so many different parts like moving parts and we're really just figuring it out as we go but like the beauty of it like i'm obviously we've put a lot of work into it but like given the the you know being for children like you can't take yourself too seriously it just makes it fun And so we get to, like, have fun. Even when we were recording the album, we recorded with this amazing producer here in Nashville, Jordan Hamlin. And she has this beautiful studio uh, called Moxie. And it's on this land. And we would bring our kids.
2: Don't you love that? That you can bring your kids. I hate it when I have to separate. And, like, it's an adult only. Or you you have to leave your kids. It's so much more amazing when the kids get to come. Oh, my gosh. And they were a part of it. I remember
3: us going to the studio one day and we were listening to one of our, our demos for the, one of the songs and our son Alden, he was like, you know, I think this could use a trumpet. Stop it. And girl, he was serious. I know. And we, like, I looked at Ryan and he looked at me and we were both like, it, it could it use totally a trumpet. <laughs> it could use a trumpet. Oh my God. And so when we got there, Jordan played the trumpet. Stop. Yes. And like that song is, you know, that, that's going to be our second single. It's going to be out um on October 3rd and it's, Got a trumpet because Alden said it should have a trumpet. So they have been collaborators like on this and to to the extent that they want to be. You know, if they have zero interest, that's okay too. But they have been so involved and this is, you know, inspired by them.
2: Oh, I love this. (laughs) I love this. I mean, honestly, Lisa, I've been on a quest for as long as I I can't remember to just like, I've been seeking everything first seeking experiences, like mm. seeking experiences, needing to know everything, wanting to do it all, feel it all, be it all. I feel like you've kind of had that same sure. like lust for life, you know, just like you're on, like you did so many things. You were on star search. <laughs> you started off at like 10 years old singing. Yeah. And then what was that journey like? Cause I feel like I have that same hunger, just wanting to do it, be it, experience it. Oh, you do know, it all, you know, when I was a kid, I was very shy.
3: And I mean, I still like have a lot of that in me now, but like as a kid, I just, I loved to sing so much, but I just hated being in front of people.
2: Really? Oh gosh, yeah.
3: And so my my folks got me into like children's theater. And so I did The Lion King when I was 10. Mm. And that was like the greatest, that was such a great experience because I got to play a character and- Were you a lion? I, I was Nala. You Didn't were I... Nala? <laughs> You know not. Yeah. And it's like I was on a playground with like some of my friends who are, have been lifelong friends and and that experience was just so much fun and was just what like – What did a, that show you as a
2: 10-year-old? What did that do? That's like a uh, core memory, a core moment that like changes everything. It, what switched in your brain then that day, you that, know, that experience?
3: It showed me like – so especially with musical theater, like you're going to the, the, the theater – every day you know except sundays or except mondays and um and so that like work ethic but when it's something you love to do doesn't feel like work at all even as a kid even as a kid oh my gosh i loved going to the theater like it was so much fun and it showed me then like okay you can work and do something that you love to do Mm. and you know i'm actually just kind of realizing this in as you ask me like I, I'm realizing that was the moment where I realized like I could do something that I love to do and that can be my my job it
2: wasn't like some lofty dream it was like it's as tangible I'm totally. actually in it right totally. now Totally. so I'm just gonna keep doing this totally so you followed that how did I, you keep did. following it
3: you know. you're starting
2: at 10 I mean that's an early start you still gotta go to school you yeah. still got a lot of things to do yeah
3: a lot of a lot of stuff to cover um I I started doing singing competitions or like looking back so many life lessons from those experiences but so much stress
2: like a as lot a kid pressure it's it's a lot because you you're feel not- pressure performing
3: yeah like I mean definitely right before and then like you knew you had it's it. a little bit of an out-of-body experience you know like as you're on stage like it just felt okay like I'm in it like I'm like
2: it's just a lot to hold as a 10 year old though it is it
3: is and like especially like when I did American Idol when I was 16 that's like a very vulnerable age and
2: having the world lay their eyes on you like that like I am like Okay, so when I was, like, in my wanderlust, trying to do it all, feel it all, because I needed so many experiences. Mine was from coming from a sense of worthiness. I was like, I don't feel worthy. I need to be validated by the world. And also, I had these talents that I wanted to pursue. Yeah. But I just wanted to, like, see the people that I thought had figured it out. That was my goal. Yeah. And to be in there with these magical people. Yeah. But along the way, I realized you just, you realize the pressure that comes with that. And what I've learned about fame, and now I've had so much therapy and work, and i Completely shifted my mentality, but like you realize that like fame is really intense, so intense and it's really dangerous. Yes, and it can be very harmful to someone. It can be a wonderful tool, but it is not like this. Like oh my gosh, you're famous, life is glamorous, and I think we've seen that so much in the recent years with like everyone just kind of like blowing on the top of what's really going on. going on. Yeah. So you at sixteen were on and. Gosh, American Idol was in its heyday back then. <laughs> that was, was like the prime of American Idol. That was the show everybody watched. There it wasn't like there was all these millions of options and like TikTok channels and <laughs> things like that. It was like American Idol, right? And you were on a hot season, I, and to have the whole world weighing in on you, judging, literally judging, judging you. exactly, literally, exactly. I, I, news articles being written about you. That you're 16.
3: Yeah, that was that was. A little intense, I think, um, you know, talking about fame and, you know, when you get to the top 10, you go on tour and, and they were still doing the American Idol tours after the you season. You were top 10. 10. Yeah. And um, we no, went like on Chris tour. Chris Kelly yep. Pickler. Yep. Catherine McPhee, oh, yeah. Taylor Hicks. Oh, Taylor Hicks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we went on tour and like my 21-year-old brother at the time, Is it still? Yeah. Okay. Maybe God is with
2: us.
3: (laughs) Okay. Having a moment.
2: May this interview be led from God anyway, though. You know? I love it. Amen. The lights just flickered, so it's like, you know, it's always a great. Okay, your 21-year-old brother? Was my chaperone on tour. so that was really... I mean, that was what,
3: that's probably a story for another day, but, um, uh, it was wild. He we, we joke that he like still owes me for that because he had the time of his life. So he had the time of his life. I would be calling him from the hotel. Like, when do you think you're going to be home? (laughs) I'm like watching like movies like in our hotel room like ordering room service and just like, like snacking. You're I did, I did here. absolutely nothing on that tour,
2: <laughs> but your brother lived it up. He lived it up. But okay, good yeah. for him. Way to give him one of his great great you seasons. Know? Yeah, yeah, he
3: he deserved it. But um, but I really recognized that like what I wanted and what I didn't, and like how unimportant being noticed or or fame. Was to me really even even at that age, um, I just wanted to sing, and I realized that you know doing so many of the shows where you're literally being judged in front of millions of people, kind of like can affect your relationship with music, you know. Mm -hmm. And for a while, music was not fun. You know, music was something I did, and it felt stressful and pressure. Oh, for sure, you're trying to live up to something. I think so. Maybe the expectations. Of of you know just a whole bunch of people (laughs) and now everyone I mean nobody
2: cares like about me you know like but it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of it's a lot of energy on you at once coming at you from a lot of people that a lot of people don't experience that that's what famous you're having so much energy on you you at one time you
3: think that people are thinking about you all the time and it's really not the case people have their own stuff going on and their own troubles and their own lives and their own joys and all of these things and it's like okay like I don't have to think that like people are wondering what I'm doing or like have these expectations of me to perform or to sing or to like I gotta just shut that down like I what do I want what makes me happy and like it took a little time and probably having kids to realize Mm. like Life's too short to not do
2: what you want to do, you know, and be concerned with other people. So, what kind of pressure did you feel you needed to do? Were you were you wrapping your identity up and singing?
3: <sighs> I think I, I you started it so young. Yeah, you it, it was what I, it,
2: what it was what I was going to do,
3: and it was what I was supposed to do, and and definitely like not even pressure from my my folks because they were just like whatever you you know whatever you want, we're just here to support you. They were not stage parents at all, but I had this pressure on myself that like, oh, you have to become a successful musician. And and I just, I, you know, I got sick in my 20s. Is and this right
2: after American Idol? This
3: was a few years later. And I'm, you know, who knows if stress or what has, has an effect on. Were on- you stressed after American Idol? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I didn't, I knew I wanted to do music but I didn't know in like what capacity. Like I was still figuring myself out. Um, and so at the time it was like, okay, you know, you just got off American Idol, you look like this, you should be doing pop R and B. And like, meanwhile, like I was not like a s- sexy girl or like You're very couldn- sexy. I could not- you are very not, sexy, Lisa. I could not dance. Like this was just a mistake all around. It just it, didn't feel right. It, it didn't did feel comfortable, feel right? It was not it was not what I should have been doing, but I didn't know and everyone so was just to trying to Yeah, and I think everyone had good intentions. Um I just, I just think that I didn't know what I wanted.
2: And it's so, it's so easy to be persuaded because they're like, this is what's going to work. Yeah. Like you said, this is how you sound. This is how you look. You need to be like this. You need to d- dress like this. You need to act like this and you're just going to slide right in there right, right. and we're going to have another star. Right, exactly. And I was like, oh, all right. You're like on the <laughs> conveyor belt it's <laughs> like, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then yeah. probably you had a, of life crisis. I mean, cause it's like, I know my husband had that happen to him. I had that happen to me. It's like, you get in the middle, not to speak anyone's story. I'll speak no, for myself, but yeah. like you get in the big machine of it all. Totally. And everyone knows better because they've had success. Exactly. But it's really art is the true magical, amazing art that really connects is the art that is coming from that human because that totally. is their connection to the higher source. Totally. But when you take that out of it, forget that and make it just a business it, you lose that higher connection yeah, and that calling soul. that soul. Yeah. And I mean, then you lose yourself. And then that probably made your body freak out, I'm you know, sure. because your body's like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Right? All
3: this like adrenaline and stress that's just like housed inside. It's just like, it's got to manifest in some way. And I think that, you know, all the while, like, you know, when I was, I was trying to be a pop R and B artist, like I was, you know, at home with like an acoustic guitar, writing songs for myself. So what did you really want to be?
2: I think I wanted to be a folk singer. You know, you have <laughs> such a beautiful, like your voice, the way it can like go so high and wispy and beautiful. Oh, and thank you. you're such like an intricate singer too. Thank you. Uh,
3: it just, I, I, really fell in love with songwriting, and it was just a way to express so many of the feelings that I had to, um, to get out. But I, I think like. After getting sick, when I, you know, after I had our first son and I was like, okay, like I'm feeling like some energy. We're getting a rhythm, like with having a child, like maybe I should like go out and like start doing music again. And I like kind of dipped my toe in and I was like, wait, am I doing this because I'm just trying to pick up where I left off? Mm, 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 mm. Or... Do I really want this? Oh, that's a good,
2: that's a good big question to wrestle with.
3: It was a good big question. And I feel you
2: on that so hard. Mm.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com.
4: I
2: want
3: to hear oh, no. it. I want to
4: hear it. I've talked about my hear. journey so many
2: times on this podcast. <laughs> Yours is so much more interesting. Well, I just like cut off all my hair, dyed it brown, like just kind of had a full life meltdown crisis. Mm. Like, who am I? Why am I doing anything? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, why am I been doing this because I've done this forever mm. or do I really like it? Yeah. Is it me? What actually motivates me? Yes. I kind of felt like insane. It, it's, it's, a, it's a wild feeling to stop
3: stop and assess
2: and like you've been doing something since you were literally 10 years old (laughs) you're great at it you're good at it you've had great success with it but yet it's like you never had the full moment or time to like really dig in and be like what do I love? Because you're good at all these different versions of it. And all these different versions were working and all these different versions were propelling you forward. And you were doing your gifts like singing in Lion King, being on American Idol, trying all those songs out. And then you get thrust into it where it's you, but it's like all these other people telling you who you're gonna be. Sure. So then you're freaking out. (laughs) And then it's like, oh my God. And then you're kind of just like spit out on the conveyor belt. And now you're like dealing with health issues and all this mind confusion. Oh my God. it literally is like ptsd big time it, it it was and no one was trying to do anything wrong and and like the like there was a
3: beautiful part of that time because i had a little bit more clarity after having a child just for me specifically like or me personally like i having a child just put a lot of things in perspective mm. for me like what joy like what is real joy? Like what is joy and like hmm. why like why am I doing what I'm doing? There's like only so much time um, in a day in your life and, you know, just in general. Like what am I doing with that time? And why? And why? Like, uh, like there's a, you know, a saying of like, you know, of knowing all the things that I know now, like to what will I dedicate my life?
2: And, like, knowing all the things that I know now to what will I dedicate my life. Oh, and if you're not doing all the things you want, those are, it's hard to, it's hard to uproot and change the whole system, operating system.
3: Totally. But you have to. You You, have to look at it. Yeah. And, and... You know, and a
2: kid really will trump everything.
3: Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I want to be with him all the
2: time. And, and every yes you say that's not to him is a no to him. So right, it's like right, it's got to be worth it. it's got to be worth the yes. Yep,
3: yep, one hundred percent. And yeah, parenthood is wild. It's
2: wild. <laughs> <laughs> parenthood is. You're doing such a great job at it. Oh, you are too. I mean. Thank you. I do feel like I'm doing a great job at it. You are. Because I'm really giving it everything I have. I am learning. I am making mistakes. I am loving with every bit of everything I have. I'm loving the best I've ever loved because Mm, I just... I love that. I just she's the best thing that I've ever Mm. loved and I just know that like I am her example of love Mm -hmm. and I just want to give her the very best I have and I'm still like totally messing it up. I know, you know, same (laughs)
3: like it was like it was hilarious like a a couple um, months ago our toddler was on top of me. He was nursing. I was lying down on the bed and he was on top of me nursing and I like put my hand on his back as he was nursing and he stops and he, he says to me, he says, don't really want to be touched right now. (laughs)
2: You're like, okay.
3: I'm like, you are literally, I I didn't say this, but I was thinking, like, oh my god, he's literally on top of me nursing, (laughs) and he's saying he doesn't want to be touched right now. Part of me was, like, super proud that he was, like, expressing his boundaries, and the other part of me was like, Like, oh my god. But that is so, like, parent, like, that's parenthood, you know? And it's, it's also, um, This really, you know, they say like there are no perfect parents. And I believe that is 100% true. And then I like pulled back and I was trying to like understand like the different roles that I play in life. You know, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a wife. Um, Why do I kind of obsess about, or why don't I obsess about being perfect in those roles? You know, the same way that I do as being a mother. And And I was like, wait a second, like because I recognize those things as relationships, those are like I think about the way that I want to show up as a wife or a mother or or a sister or uh, a daughter. And I just show up the best I can in every interaction. Right. But I feel like as modern parents, like a lot of times we look at parenthood as like a checklist or something to do versus a relationship with our child. You know what I mean? Like you have all these things to do for you, this kid yes, to keep them alive and healthy yes. and fed and ready. Right. Exactly. Versus like how do I just show up How do I the be best I can them? in every moment? How do I know them? I want to know I want to know them and I want to understand them and I want them to feel like they are like are not a checklist for me. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. We are just in a relationship and we are modeling that relationship and when I don't show up the way that I hope to I go back and I repair, you know? Oh, yeah. And we're modeling and that, that for them. that is so
2: big. That is so big to be able to go back and say, I'm sorry. Yes. I did that wrong. Yeah.
3: And here's how I would like to do it moving forward. And I hope that, you know, you can hold me accountable for that. And and we're showing them how to be in relationships with our other human beings. And I've just been thinking about that so much. And it just really took some of the pressure off
2: mm.
3: of, of needing to be, perfect or or am I doing enough like I just need to show up and like show him how much I care about him you know and that's just being you know supportive and in my interactions with him so what is real joy to you now Mm. oh that's a good question um being with my family there's usually some
2: music involved i feel like y'all are always like <laughs> writing playing music yeah. like even like watching your making of rufus and b it's like ryan your husband has like the toddler strapped, <laughs> strapped on <laughs> and alden's out there like rocking and i'm like y'all are truly and y'all's house is so beautiful it's oh, on land you. and it's just like in space and nature yeah. and i just feel like you guys are such great parents like this is such a magical life that you're boys are getting oh man
3: (laughs) caroline i feel the same way about you guys like honestly like just being with them is that's enough that is so amazing you know like and i just i'm really enjoying my kids and 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 getting to know them (laughs) like that's really what it is you know it's it's really really cool um and i think like there's something so beautiful about childhood and the fact that like at one point like every human being wanted the same thing and that's like their nurture of their their mother you know or their or their father and or collective and like that's why i'm so excited about you know this company and this project is like we can reach kids and and help support parents in having you know these conversations to help support the foundation for their children's mental health and in such a time where it's wild to be raising kids it is a wild time and i'm sure every generation of parents has felt this way but with technology i think we're a little bit in a wild west of of raising kids and you know learning years down the road how things especially technology are affecting our children mm-hmm. um so it's it's we're all just really Again, in the Wild West here, and trying to, to figure it out and to have a community where you know we can say, all right, we know that these things are things that they're going to need, no matter what happens in the world in the next 10 years. Like they're going to need these tools. Like how do we help them, you know, build this foundation for these tools?
2: I love that. And in a world where it's just more, 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 there's just more everything. There's mm-hmm. more stimulation. There's more distractions. There's more comparisons. There's more opportunities. There's more disappointments. I mean, there's just more. <laughs> and there's more access to seeing everything yeah. immediately. And I think that like, I feel like mental health is at an all time high like crisis because People don't know how to. You don't know how to sift through all this, and you don't know how to process it. And right. we're, what we really need are what you're teaching in these books and these videos is the core foundations to navigate life. Instead of just getting thrown into it all and then literally just like treading water, trying to save yourself and hang on for dear life, it's like <laughs> we need these life wrap life wraps around us of these core things that show us how to do it how what we always can come back to in all different types of situations it's like you need the pillars right of the foundation of what you of what really will give you a good life right then you can navigate the chaos of it all but it's like you got to have the foundation first totally totally and it's hard to get that It, it really is and there's no like
3: one way to do this you know and like all your child really needs is is you you know and I believe that you know they don't need you know all of the toys or all of the books or all of the things They they need you period what we hope to do with this is to you know just the same way that having a stroller is really convenient when you're walking your baby around a a place for a long time you know it's it's a tool it's it's something to help support um and and that is, is really meaningful to me um, because I know that's what I, I try not to catastrophize because it it's, can be easy to do that, um, especially as a parent. Um, so I just know that I want them to be equipped um, for whatever comes their way. And we hope that you know, these songs and stories and tools will, will be helpful. That's, that's all we can hope for.
2: So tell me about the characters. You said there's eight characters. And tell me about okay. some of the stories. Like, what are some of the things that we'll be learning in these So books? Um,
3: <laughs> when we first were creating the characters, there were two articles that really stood out to us. One, that um, parents, um, modern parents, are not really singing to their kids as much, um, which really stood out to me. But the reason is because they're I self-conscious. Believe I believe that. They're self-conscious about their voices, which is wild because your baby loves nothing more like than your voice, you know? And they were saying that, you know, a lot of parents listen to music or play music for their kids, um, but recorded music does not register the same way to a child as live music does. Um, There's something about like the compression and recording. So they they don't register the same way. And so your voice is like the best thing to soothe your baby whether you're on pitch or whatever, it doesn't matter. They just love your voice. And then there was another article um, about songbirds, nightingales specifically, um, losing their songs in different parts of the world. Um, And so we created Rufus, who is a nightingale, um, and his best friend is a honeybee. um, And they go and they meet different characters and every character kind of helps them through a situation um, and teaches them some life lesson through a song. And so whether it's about being present, um, there's, uh, you know, in, in our first story, Rufus is trying to overcome an obstacle and that's when he and B first meet. And she helps him understand that it's, it's really not about trying to impress. It's about expressing. And um, there's, you know, self-love, there's gratitude. There's there's really just understanding that things are going to work out the way that they are supposed to work out. And I think again, like as we think about these stories, like they're stories that I like I need to hear. Yeah. As an adult. Yes. Yes. Um, and so to to just share those with them now in a really fun and playful way.
2: I love that. I love that. And I feel like Honestly, just to have an option to like, there's so much, once again, to watch, to read to, mm. to consume with so your much. children. A lot of it isn't helpful, yeah, sure. you know, yeah. to have something that is so helpful that the kids can love the singing, just like to get that programming in their brain at such a young age. What's that quote y'all say? It's a lot easier to raise. Um, oh, it's,
3: it's easier to raise strong children than to repair broken men. That's a Frederick Douglass quote. Um uh, right. and, and women, you know, we right. added and women. <laughs> People. Yes. <laughs> so but it's 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 so true. Like focusing on especially the first five years of a of a child's life, you know, they're finding um my husband is an advisor for a, a neuro
2: institute called um, the Lieber Institute. He's G- brilliant. Johns Hopkins. He's like brilliant. He's one of those guys that I mean, you just. I like him. <laughs> I feel like he's like so smart though. Like understands and like retains a lot of really complicated information. That's
3: a very good <laughs> callback. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, yeah, like he he advises this institute and um, is working with an uh, amazing neuroscientist there, and they're finding so much, even you know. In mental health, how you know you can be born with these genes, but it's really um, whether these genes are triggered or not that can you know uh, can manifest as, as mental health issues, and how impactful the first five years of childhood. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like you, that, can, like, that's the whole wiring system. That's, that's built. the whole wiring system, and and that can. Um, it's not, you know, foolproof and, you know, you can rewire. You can. Exactly. It's just harder. It's harder. And the, 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 the brain is so malleable at that, at that stage. And you are really just doing a lot of the investment. That's the investment
2: period, you know. Oh, Lisa. And it takes a long time to get that ROI. <laughs> <It does. laughs> I mean, really, you just got to know does. that you're investing. it does but like you get it, the, the little ones all along the way like oh. you're saying like real joy oh so much
3: joy Love. and it's like recognizing that like there's a beautiful quote I'm and gonna, I'm gonna butcher it but like about you know recognizing that listening to them now whether it's about the Legos or the you know like the Barbies or whatever like recognizing that what they're telling you now is important to them and If you want them to tell you the important things as they get older, you have to listen to them now because they were always the important things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then they always want to tell you. And then they always want to tell you. And to listen without judgment and always go in with curiosity, like be someone they want to talk to, you know? Take what they say seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they recognize when you, when you do. Yeah. And appreciate it. So. I I love that. You're like the kid whisperer. Oh my, please. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Oh no, no. I'm just figuring, I'm just trying to figure it out one day at a time. But again, just going into it as a whole relationship Mm. with a whole human being. You know, not one that I'm trying to shape or, you know, like control or just, he's, he's a whole, like they're both whole people, you know, and I just... I get to experience them and 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 help guide them, but that's that's the the most
2: that I can do. Oh, I love that. Okay, so obviously I am no doctor at all, but I'm obsessed with energy. I'm obsessed with like mindset and like what we talked about. You know, like understanding yourself, how you did the hard questioning and rewiring and deciding what you want to pursue and what you mm-hmm. don't. Have you noticed, and your mom, I saw a video, it's in y'all's video, your mom was like, having kids is gonna help you, it's gonna (laughs) cure your autoimmune disorder, it's gonna make you better. Now, since you have embarked on this life, you left California, you and your husband said, here we go, we're gonna start this life, we're getting in a RV, we're moving to Nashville, we're gonna live (laughs) in the land, we're not gonna worry about chasing this career in a certain way, we're gonna let our hearts be free, you sing and you're making music with your family and you're full of love and light, have you felt physically better? You know,
3: when I got pregnant with our first son, a lot of my symptoms re- went into remission. That's
2: what your mom said. How yeah. did she know that? She knew that you're going to be filled
3: with I so mean, much love? She, she, I don't know. She knew like, love was the answer? I think, I think she knew that my body was going to be going through some major changes through pregnancy, and, and it, it did. It, it was a, a, a lot of things got better. And really, life was so much more manageable. You know, I mean, I was spending, oh gosh, so many nights, just uh, so many days in bed, you know, nights on the bathroom floor, like just really ill um, and in a dark place mentally because I just, I think I was like looking at my life and, you know, it was this tiny little circle within this like circle of pain. Mm. And after, you know, I had a real like mentality shift of like, okay, no, my life is the big circle and the pain is the little circle within. Wow. You know, yeah, that's a huge
2: perspective shift. It was huge and it, it changed so much. Because it before you were so consumed with the pain because it was mm. all consuming. Mm-hmm. So that was your world. And then you're like, no, this is not who I am. Right. Right. Kind and it goes back to Rufus and B detaching from the feeling and realizing not naming it and it's not the whole entire being of who you are. Totally. Totally. And I, I think there was also, gosh,
3: this this thought of like, I, I couldn't really live my life until I was better. Mm. And and now like, you know, there are still like symptoms that I, I deal with, a, head, a headache that I've had for, you know, years. But I, I wake up And like every day, every day, you have a headache every day,
2: every day, (laughs) you have a headache every day, every day. Oh, Lisa.
3: Yeah, it's and but I'm okay. Like I have learned to compartmentalize that that pain and to recognize like if I I mean, I still have hope that, you know, I can get better. But it's it's this idea that like, oh, if I don't, I can still live a beautiful, joyful
2: life meaningful life yeah that's a big um big moment to oh gosh to wrap your head around (laughs) yeah literally yeah seriously seriously so I mean just to live with chronic pain is
3: no joke it's not fun fun. and I mean it really just makes you just have a a little grace for for other people because you don't know like you know and it's one of those things like The person looks fine and you, 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 so you just don't know how much they're actually dealing with. Like at the time my husband was, you know, working on his company. And so like, I would like muster up every bit of strength I had to like join him for a dinner or an event or things like that. And like, you know, you get your hair done and you do your makeup and like, you look fine, but you don't feel fine. And so I just, I never assume anything about anyone
4: Mm -hmm. And I just try to
3: walk through life like that and just really have a little grace. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You just never know what someone is going through.
2: Never. And everyone's going through something. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a huge, like, I mean, it's a hard way to get the understanding, but I mean, that's a huge blessing to have that understanding and like what a loving soul you are to like enter the world I feel that from you when I am around you I just feel just like openness like you are just so loving Thank you You God. just have such a loving radiation the from you. feeling
3: is so mutual <laughs> I remember when I first met you and and Ryan and I were in the car on the way home and I was just like gosh she has such great energy can we like <laughs> just
2: such great energy all the time Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I fail too. Like I recently failed. I like let someone, I was working with someone and I just handled myself so poorly in the Mm. situation. And I'm like, I've done so much work on myself. And Mm. like when I like have a setback like that, like I haven't had in so long. I'm like, do you ever like go into a spiral, like a self-talk, self-talk spiral? I'm like, I'm a terrible person. Who do I think I am? I'm such a fraud. Like I like totally panicked and like reacted and did a, uh, handled myself awfully. And I'm just like, uh I can just fall down the shame spiral so quick no, po- I need Rufus and B oh, I mean you know <laughs> help like, me. that
3: you're like anytime time it's the same idea with with what we were talking about with repair like I mean we're human like in when you're in relationships you will make mistakes like that's what we do like and then how do we respond you know and that's that's all we can do that's all we can do
2: I know. You know? I know. Yeah. Just getting these, like, I I think I had gone a a little while without a real human moment. Like, I've Mm -hmm. had a lot of human moments, but they haven't been, like, coming from me. Mm Because I've been doing Mm -hmm. such a a good, I've been trying so hard for so many years just to, like, clean up my debris, get my energy Mm -hmm. feel good, like, learn these core things about life and act from a woman state and not, like, a, you know, damaged child and, like, going back into my spirals. And so, like, when Mm -hmm. I have, like, I hadn't had a moment like this in a while Mm -hmm. where I'm, like, oh, just a fail i just failed mm. you know we we have a song about that <laughs> <laughs>
3: like it's it's failing is vital oh it's, it's so, it feels vital. so bad it's vital but because because when been we avoiding this feeling for so long <laughs> because fail has notoriously been this
2: ugly dirty word and that's how i feel i feel ugly and i feel dirty you know because it's like oh you're the failure instead of someone else failing and you dealing with the hardship of the failure it's yes like, you're the failure Well, oh, failure is vital to
3: existence because it, there is no life without failure and like if we're not failing we're not learning you know like failure is important and it's it's Again, like why we have a song about failure, because, you know, for so many of us, like for our generation, it was like, like, don't fail, like fail, failing is bad. And no, failing is, is, is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And if you can embrace it and learn from whatever, whatever it is, then, then you can move forward a better person than, than before. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
2: I know we're always a work in progress. Always. Always. And you got to learn like that's I, once again, I'm coming back to Rufus and B. I'm so happy I wrote this book and have this series coming out because I'm like, you got to learn these things. You need to have tools to go back to, you yes. know, you need to have tools even as an adult like to be able to go back into that book and like identify this and like maybe sing the song when I when it comes out. When's yes. the album coming out? The, uh, October 10th. OK.
3: Yes. The artist is Tiny Prime and it's me and my husband. So good. <laughs> and uh, and the album is
2: called Rufus and B. Rufus and B. But to have these tools and to have them simple enough for a child to understand... That means maybe some adults can understand it too because it's hard to get stuff through our heads.
3: You know, we we can teach old dogs new
2: tricks. We can, you know? we can. That's my hope for everyone listening. Listen, <laughs> listen, you old dogs out there. I'm with you. I'm in the same club. We Me can too. learn new things. Me too. We're not. It's not too late to be the best and brightest version of ourselves and to learn and to rewire, to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. That is, it's hard work. But it's crucial yeah never too late never too late I always wrap up with leave your light mm-hmm. this has been such a wonderful interview I just have oh, loved every bit of it Lisa me too Caroline thank you for having me so glad you're here what do you want people to know it's super open-ended Ooh, gosh I
3: feel like we've covered so much I know love yourself like it's not about us or it's not about it's about you Whoever's listening, you know, it's it's
2: about you, and you gotta love yourself first. Amen. I love that. <laughs> okay, Rufus and B coming out October tenth. That's right. Where can everyone find it? Uh,
3: Wherever you listen to music.
2: Okay, and Maybe it's R U F U S. And B-E-A. B-E-A. I love it. Lisa, (laughs) coming. Lisa, Tucker, Cummins, Perfect. I love it. And check your music out too because it's so good. Okay, you're the best. Bye. Bye.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee.